Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. This is Eugenia and Toya and welcome to Woke Doctor Who. Today we will be discussing Martha! Martha! <laughs> Martha! 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 We so, love her. We love her so much. We really do. She's okay. So we, we have mentioned in the podcast before why she's so, so, so important to both of us. Yeah. Um, because as women of color, you know, and not seeing ourselves represented, uh, very often, right? <laughs> just in general, um, it's the fact that we got, um, a woman of color companion and the very first woman of color of color companion. And she was smart and she was beautiful and she was a doctor and she was a badass. Yeah. Like that was a really big deal for us. And it's really interesting. Um, Especially in, like, especially post Clara, where mm. we saw an entire fan base kind of get angry and dissipate because they didn't like her. Yeah. To think back to the last time this happened, which mm. was with Martha. Martha, yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> when I came into the Doctor Who universe, into the Hooniverse, um, kind of late, you know, when I started the Martha episodes had already aired. And so I was catching up. I was amazed to find as I kind of entered into fandom through websites and so forth and conventions and hearing people talk. I was amazed to find that folks did not love Martha because I loved her immediately. Um, Of course, it was because she was a black woman and she was a beautiful woman and so forth. But beyond that, I thought Martha was such a strong character, um, so heroic on her own, so intelligent, so worthy of fandom, um, outside of her being the companion to the doctor, just the character in herself, I thought was such a successful character and so lovely that it was shocking to me that so many people roundly hated her, like didn't just kind of feel like, eh, like they loudly and soundly hated her. Right. And where you can make the distinction of, okay, so the writing seems to have taken a nosedive during the Clara seasons. Yeah. I don't know that you can make that argument for the Martha season no. because the Martha season had really some of the most iconic episodes. It was the first time we see the weeping angels. Yeah. And then um, it's the first time we see in the new series, the master. The master. Yeah. So, it wasn't the writing. Yeah. And it wasn't the character. No, there were like, great stories being right. told. And at her the time. very least, it's not, we like, I, I, for me, like, I don't think that, um, 
Like, I, I honestly think that it's not just women of color that did like her. There right. has to have been other people that oh, liked her and yeah. adored her. And, you know, I've seen more than a few people cosplay as her. Like, yes. across races. Yes. And so, um, and of course, we love her outfit. So of course. That red that leather jacket, jacket is, awesome. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and it's very easy to do that cosplay right. too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, we, we still really don't understand it. And so it's the same thing where, um, you know, when we got, when we, you know, elected our first American, our first American president, our first black president, yes, yeah. um, you know, there were a lot of people that even though they believed the very same things he did, mm-hmm. were suddenly just, no, no, yes, yeah. and all of it was because of his race. Yeah. I- you know, after a while, you have to, when you start cutting out reasons why you wouldn't like her, because, you know, they're th- she's not a stupid woman. Um, she's not an unattractive woman. You know, she's an intelligent woman. She's a beautiful woman. She is successful on her own. She saves the world. Like she spends the entire year and all of this is fresh in our minds because we just had <laughs> a wonderful viewing of Martha's last episode as the companion on the TARDIS. So this is fresh. Um, she spends an entire year walking the world, spreading the good news of the doctor, right? Which leads to basically the salvation of the human race. Like she literally saves the world because of her efforts and she walks away from the TARDIS with her head high and a smile on her face, right? There literally is no reason to hate her other than she's not Rose, other than she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like once you just start crossing out <laughs> possibilities, that's kind of what you're left with. Right. You start thinking to yourself, if she had not been a black woman, if a white actor had been playing that character, would she have been enjoyed? Right. And like clearly – the whole, um, the whole she's not Rose comment is such a straw man. What do right. you expect? Like, yeah, we no already, one was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we've already, you know, one doctor has already departed the show by the yeah. time she leaves. So we know that they don't always stick around. And so what did you want to do? Like, Billy Piper's star was, was growing, you right. know? So did you really expect her to like stick around forever? Yeah. Because and, the whole point is that we can't, right? Right. The right. human companions cannot. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, like, the, the expectation that the next person, the next companion would have been another Rose was one, really silly. Right. And two, just completely not even like rooted in reality. Like when you have to think about what did the actress do after she left the show? Well, she went on to uh, be in that Mansfield Park adaptation. Yes. And yeah. then she went on to be in Penny Dreadful. Yes. Which yeah. was gigantic. And <laughs> right. so, and you know, like clearly this actress is doing a lot. And I think somewhere in that, in that process, she got she married, got married and became she a children. mom. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what did you expect that she was going to do? Like, yeah. did you expect that the whole show was going going to be Billy Piper forever right. and then have all the doctors right. rotate around her. Because really it would have gotten really boring after right. a while. Like I, I understand liking the dynamic of David Tennant and Billy Piper. I did too. Right. But you knew that David Tennant wasn't going to say the doctor forever. Cause that's kind of the point of the doctors that yeah. he regenerates. Right. So no actor stays him for very long. Although I think that David might've been the longest or one of the longest. He, I don't know if he was there longer than Matt Smith. May- Ooh. They might have been very close. Yeah, because- that's something to think. That's yeah, something we'll to have figure to look out. this up. But he was around for, for a bit. You right. know, he was around for several seasons, right? And so we knew that he was not going to be the doctor forever. 
And so Eccleston was already gone. Tennant was going to leave. We didn't expect that Billy was just going to continue to grow up right. on the TARDIS. Like the Rose was just going to stay on the TARDIS and become, you know, 30, 40, mm-hmm. and that she was just going to be there as doctors come in and out. That's not how it works. <laughs> no. And it's never been how it works. So yeah. why that expectation and why keep that on Martha? Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, I always wonder that if, um, if they followed, um, if they followed Rose with, um, with Donna, yeah. would that have happened? You know, and I kind of feel like they wouldn't have, you know, I feel like if, you know, if, Billy had, if Billy, if Rose had left yeah. and slap bang, like Donna appeared on board just the way she did. Right. I really don't feel like people would have been so. Yeah. Hateful. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe. Yeah. Okay. So there was a, there was a clear romantic relationship, even though it really didn't get played out anywhere, but mm-hmm. in our minds. Right. <laughs> right. But there was a clear romantic relationship between 10 and Rose. And then Martha comes on and she, of course, is attracted mm-hmm. to 10 and he does not return those attractions. <laughs> we'll get into further discussion <laughs> of that, but he doesn't. He doesn't return her romantic interest. And then Donna, when she comes on, she says right from the beginning, I have no interest in you romantically. It's not about to be that. So perhaps that is what should have happened like there should have been a palate cleanser between rose and the next companion but whatever okay Mm -hmm. this is what we got what we got is martha who was attracted to this in her mind attractive man and probably you know you could see her kind of being like there there's a little bit of a what like you're not you're not feeling it back for mm-hmm. me, which for me, I thought was hysterical because I'm like, yeah, look at her. She's she's great, <laughs> you know, so I'm sure she's very used to men being attracted mm-hmm. to her. And so for her to be attracted to this man like being because really <laughs> like the doctor isn't a this man like humanoid. We, right. Because we refer to him as a man all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, well, he's not a man. <laughs> he's a, he's or, a time lord or a house elf. Right. <laughs> We'll talk about that too, because the doctor does turn into a Dobby-like creature in the last episode. Um, but yeah, there's, there's kind of this, I don't know that I'd say she was affronted, but it mm-hmm. does seem like there's a bit of a surprise. Like you're not, you're not giving it back to me mm-hmm. <laughs> the way I'm feeling it. And that was one of the things that I loved about Martha the most is the way she left. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, she kind of says, well, I'm leaving because, you know, I have to help take care of humanity. And then she comes back and clarifies, like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do have to take care of humanity, but that ain't why I'm leaving. Right. I'm leaving because it's very clear to the both of us what's happening here. I'm feeling you. You're not feeling me to the same extent. And I'm walking away with my head high. I'm not going to stand here and like kind of slunk in your shadow, adoringly loving you and turning my eyes to you when you're not even paying any attention mm-hmm. to me. And I loved that about her because that's such a human story. It's something we've all kind of been through, you know, no matter where you fall on the gender or sexuality spectrums, right? All of us have experienced that. I feel something that the other person doesn't feel Mm -hmm. right. And that's one of those, well, it's not universal, but it's one of those common themes among humanity that we have wanted something that the other person just doesn't 
want in exchange. And I just thought that was so, it was so cool and so relatable. Like it's not a huge thing. It's not a big theme. It's not dramatic. It's just, I dig you and you don't dig me. And this is where it ends for me. And that's one of the things that makes Martha so amazing is that even in real life, we... Like, it's hard to be self-aware. Yeah. It's so hard to be self-aware. And so even when we come to those conclusions, it's usually way after and way after we've sort of like made a mess of ourselves first. Yes. And then sort of come to the realization like, oh, okay, it's better off. It's better off this way. And so for her as a character to have this amount of self-awareness, to be able to come into the situation and be like, you know what? It's just not working out for me. Yeah. And these are the reasons why. And I just got a piece out. You yeah. know, like that's, that's so fantastic. And that's kind of like a dream character in my mind, yeah. you know, and especially in a show that revolves around the doctor, you kind of want the people around them to be less of a mess. Yeah. I mean, at least I do. Like, cause the doctor, the doctor, brings people into messes and mm-hmm. for, it might just be me because I'm a person that <laughs> kind of prefers to be alone and kind of, <laughs> kind of prefer, like kind of prefers to never interact with most people. And so this, like to see this on the show, to see mm-hmm. someone who's this self-aware, who's this on top of like who she, who she is as a person and what yeah. she wants. It's really great. Instead of having to see like, all of the times that Rose damseled herself and all of the times that we saw Clara damsel herself mm-hmm, and even mm-hmm. Amy bits and pieces yes. of what she does is damseling herself. Like eventually having seen that dynamic and having seen that character action so many times, yes. me as a person that wants the people around her to be way more stable, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Right, right. And so to see like both Donna and and Martha to having been very self-aware mm-hmm. and very just sort of clear and direct people, I think was really great. Yeah. And I don't know, like, for me, I don't like excess drama, you know? I don't like when people (laughs) bring in more drama into my life. And so, like, that's, I don't know if that's the thing that made Rose compelling that didn't make Martha compelling. Yeah. But that shouldn't be something that you look for. I don't know. Like, I enjoyed that. And I think there are some, some parts of the fandom who really expect that, you know, anybody who's the companion is kind of the damsel in distress mm-hmm. and that the doctor is always at the ready to sit, to be the savior. But I enjoy having somebody that feels like an equal for mm-hmm. him. You know, of course, we're never going to be an equal in some ways because he's an entirely different species. <laughs> but I like somebody who had a healthy level of self-respect and was just like, I don't need this. And you're not going to, you know, in order to be with you, I'm constantly subjugating myself and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Right. And I could see that the doctor respected it and he doesn't feed her any bull. Mm -hmm. Right. So when she says that to him, he just kind of like, you know, he gives it a face like, yeah, we both know what it is here. He understands what's happening Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Right. And I really like that he doesn't try to talk her into staying. He doesn't try to change her mind. She has stated, this is what I'm doing. And he lets it happen. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I thought that was great. I'm like, this is a, this is a great role model. Mm -hmm. Like this is a person who says, I set my own boundaries and I write my own story. Mm -hmm. And so I am 
valuable and was before you came along and am outside of what's happening in here. And she did it like she had done it all. She had been all over the universe, all over time and space with him. She had saved the entire world. Like he says to her, you saved the world. And she Mm -hmm. says, Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, there's no kind of brushing it away. Or, oh, we did it together. It's no, I did. And I wonder how much that plays into it as well. Like, yeah. the, the whole, like, there's this trend of what happens on dating sites. Yeah. When a man contacts a woman and says, you're beautiful, and she responds with, Thanks. Thanks. And um, he instantly is turned off at that point. Yeah. You know, it's Oh, the, so you do believe yeah, you're beautiful? So you, yeah. <laughs> well, you just said, no, no, you're supposed to be like, oh, I don't know. Right. But my nose, all that, you right. know. I wonder how much of it was that, you yeah. know, yeah. how much we want, how much, not we, obviously yeah. not we, <laughs> well, how much it. the fandom yeah. wants the companion to feel like she's missing a piece of herself yeah. until she gets the doctor. Yeah, to feel you less know? than. Yeah. And that's weird. Because I don't feel like Donna was that way either. She wasn't. And I don't feel like Amy was that way either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think... I don't feel like any of the companions have had that... Other than Rose have had that, like, a piece of my life is missing and I don't know what it is. And the doctor has filled it or anything. Yeah, although Amy is the girl who waited. She is. So she waited for him from the time she was, what, seven to mm-hmm. like 20 something right. or whatever. So she, she, and she tells everybody in her life, there's this man who exists, raggedy man. And they're like, yeah, no, you're, you're a weirdo. And so yeah. <laughs> basically people think she's crazy for like 15 years, but, right. but yeah, I guess I do think that there was some degree of that, that there's this, she doesn't feel like she has to wait for him or Mm -hmm. that she needs him. Mm -hmm. You know, she makes it very clear that she doesn't need him. She has a life that's happening outside of the TARDIS and outside of the doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, maybe that's something that they don't like that folks who don't like her don't like. Mm -hmm. But then I wonder how much of that also plays into race though. Like, why is it not okay for this black woman to be completely successful and independent outside of him, outside of the doctor? Um, she's disliked for some of the very reasons that other people like Donna. Right. You know, for the, for the independence and the strong will. Right. Um, and the feistiness. She's disliked for that, but we love Donna for right. the same reasons. Right. And I think so much of this falls into the category of, um, how <laughs> how society wants to see black women right they very much societies want to put black women into what th- it was like three categories mm. you're a mammy yeah you're a jezebel yeah. and what is the third one I f- there's like the sapphire oh the sapphire mm-hmm. yeah and so you're an emasculator yeah and so a mammy is the the they tell you take care of everybody. Yeah. So Ooh, you're child. the mom of yeah. everybody. You're the nurturer. Yes, you're the nurturer. Yeah. yeah. You're the and one that- asexual, really. Yeah. Like, there's no sexuality to you. You're just a mom. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the Jezebel is yeah. the- the wanton slut, The basically. wanton slut. The whore. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the sapphire yeah. is the loud, outspoken- yeah. the emasculator. Yeah. 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 So we have the emasculated- Or yes. not- I guess the- Yeah. So the emasculator, the slut. The slut. And, and the mom. The mom. And so if you don't follow, fall into one of those things, then you can't, 
you can't be understood. Right. Basically, like, these are the ways that we understand black women. Mm -hmm. And if you don't inhabit any of those kind of tropes, Mm -hmm. then we don't like you because Mm -hmm. you're not something that can be understandable as a stereotype. You're not something bite-sized to be, (laughs) you know, kind of, oh, yeah, we get what she is, you know, at first sight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that that's something that's quite illuminating. Like, Martha is obviously at least middle class, Mm -hmm. right? Her parents both look like they have a bit of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's a doctor, you know? So I don't know if she's still, it looks like she's probably still a student. Yeah. I think she's still an intern is what that is. So So she's probably um, out of medical medical school school, at that point and is doing her internship before she can do her certifications. Right. Um, And so she's well on her way to actually becoming a doctor. Being a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So she is successful on her own. And she says that, like, I worked so hard to be a doctor. And now, you know, I have people to take care of. And so we see Rose, who is a working class kid. Um, I don't even know what those are called, where she lives in a state or something. Yeah. Which is kind of like, it looks like the equivalent of projects here in America. Right. Right. But you know, obviously she lives in a small apartment with her mom. Her mom is a single mother and, and she works in a shop. Um, so it looks like a clothing store or something like that. She works in retail. Um, and so she's not a rich kid. She's solidly, obviously working class and she doesn't have much going on in her life at all. And so the doctor fills up all of those empty spaces, mm-hmm. but we don't see that. And Martha, like her parents are divorced, but she clearly has a family. Like she has siblings and she has a mom and dad. She's gone to medical school and is on her way to being a doctor. So she's a successful, intelligent woman with a life Mm -hmm. that's already happening. And so there don't seem to be holes that she needed the doctor to fill. Right. And folks are annoyed. Yeah. (laughs) They're annoyed by that. And I think the race aspect really does overlay it because she doesn't fit cleanly into a stereotype that you want to see this woman in. And so, because when you, like a lot of this, you know, so Donna was, of course, the companion there, like after her. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to compare them to yeah. the two of them, them two. We comparing yes. them to them two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's very easy to compare them. And in a lot of ways, except for, um, like, so Donna seeked out, sought, seeked, seeked. Good talking. <laughs> I'm having a good talking we day. Are. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> seeked out, uh, she sought, sought out. out the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, so it was, there's a big component of her wanting to be there. Yes. Cause initially, like initially, um, when we meet her, she says no. Yeah. Um, to, to joining him on the TARDIS. And then when she comes back, she comes back of her own accord. Yes. But I don't think she feels like she needed the doctor. I think she feels like she needed that world. Yeah. And I don't necessarily see that as, um, like there's a missing piece of me and this person mm-hmm. fills it, you mm-hmm. know? And she makes very clear that that's not even why right. she's there. Like I'm not interested and in so, that. Yeah. Like, I don't see much difference in terms of, um, impetus to be yeah. on the TARDIS for either, neither Martha nor Don. Like, I don't right. see, like, um, yeah, so I don't see them as wanting to be there for the doctor. I see them wanting to be there for the adventure yeah. and having kind of their lives taken care of. Like, Donna, like, she was amazing, you yes. know, like when she was on the TARDIS, but, 
thereafter she can still build her life again, yes. you know? Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm still sort of coming at this from the perspective of, I just don't understand, you know, of, like, I don't understand why there was this, um, rejection of Don, of Martha, like, yeah. by the fandom. Like, yeah. there doesn't seem like there was any reason for it. I feel like I do understand. Yeah. But <laughs> you, well, want, yeah. you want to think of another outside, possible reason. Yeah. yeah you outside say of the race. That can't, like, you want to say that can't be it, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. there has to be something else. But I've even, like, questioned people who talk about how much they don't like her so, like if you just say why mm-hmm. right and they come up with well, well and it usually devolves to she's not rose mm-hmm. and once you kind of blow that out of the water because like we said any companion after rose wasn't going to be rose so yeah. now what yeah there really isn't anything, anything they left. can say yeah right Yep. And so I don't know that it's even conscious mm-hmm. for some folks why they don't like her. They just, I don't, I don't know. She rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. You know, and that's about all they can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you know, being a black woman and having been told before by people that they don't like me and they don't know why it's mm-hmm. just something about me that rubs them the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, you're like, yeah, I know what the right. thing is that rubs you the wrong way and you're just not speaking it right. but yeah i think for some people it's not even a very right. conscious it's not in the front of their mind like if you were to say to them you don't like her because she's black they would be horrified yeah like no yeah. No, but- no no of course not <laughs> we have that very british way of saying i'm no racialist but right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but i mean so we keep seeing this though yeah. over and over again and it's it's like in our everyday lives you know how much hatred there yeah. was for Michelle Obama. Yes, for Literally, no reason. The first lady, yeah. you know, who was wonderful. Yeah. Like honestly, she's she's amazing. Yeah. And yet we have um we see all of the the hatred directed at her, like mm-hmm. terrible, terrible things yeah. directed at her. And then we see um what was it? The I forget the name of that movie or that had um, there was some movie that had Idris Elba in it mm-hmm. and cast, uh, Indian woman instead of a black woman. Oh, 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 um, that just happened. Yeah. Over in the UK. Is it a, is it a, um, a t- movie or is it like it a television a TV, series? Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's a television series, but it's John Ridley is behind it. Right. And it's about the Black Panther movement in the UK as right. opposed to the US. Yeah. Right. And instead of casting a black woman yeah, yeah, yeah. as the lead, they mm-hmm. cast an Indian woman. Yes. And when questioned about it, John Ridley said, well, why would I do that? I'm in an interracial right. relationship. <laughs> My wife is, or partner or whoever she is is Indian and I want to see that no. on screen what <laughs> you know like that's not a viable reason right. to erase right women. so yeah but yeah. I mean and then the whole Shea Moisture thing oh so god we're constantly seeing erasure, <laughs> erasure of black of women yeah. across the board like the actors are across the board they're they're black men they're yes. white women they're um, Indian women yeah there's so many people out there trying to erase black women and when you do see black women to most of the times they are a lighter skinned version Mm -hmm. of a black woman you know there is there is a a an acceptably beautiful version of black women so (laughs) (laughs) these are lighter skinned women um these are thinner women um women who tend to have more european features and they have very loosely curled hair right there's an acceptable black woman um which which will come up because we're thinking about Gugu playing 
<laughs> Martha Jones's sister. But we'll get to that. <laughs> right. And even yeah. Martha, like, I think she spends the entire series with her hair relaxed. Yeah, she does. So, yeah. yeah I mean, even the, and also, like, she honestly, she's so pretty. Yeah. She's so beautiful. And she does. When you look at her, her face really does conform to your Yes. Yes. And the, like, she is one of the acceptably mm-hmm. beautiful black women. Right. 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 Yeah. And so now that we have Bill Potts on yeah. the, the TARDIS, mm. which is the second yes. uh, woman of color companion, yes. um, it's interesting because so far, like we're about three episodes in, mm-hmm. and so far we're seeing um, the entire fandom really embrace her. Yeah. And it's really fascinating to me that she's getting mm-hmm. this love. Yes. Where Martha, Martha did not. Yeah. And, and I'm not shocked. Yeah. Because she is not a potential sexual partner ah. for the doctor. Right. So right away, Bill is a lesbian, mm-hmm. right? So she makes that, she makes that clear right away. And I guess we kind of knew that before this, right. the, the series started, the season started. But in the very first episode and right in the very first moments of the episode, Bill talks about her attraction to a young woman who's one of the students on campus. So it's very clear right away. Bill doesn't dig dudes or at least she's bisexual at the very least. But at, at this point, she is liking women, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the woman that she quote unquote fattens with the extra <laughs> chips. And then there is Heather, I think Heather, her name is. Yeah. Right. So Heather, um, later on in the episode and the, the episode is called the pilot and yeah. Heather winds up being the thing that is piloted, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the, the alien. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so it becomes clear right away that she is a gay woman, mm-hmm. right? So there's that. And Capaldi as the doctor is a much older actor mm-hmm. than David was when he was the doctor. Um, and so age wise, even if she wasn't a queer character, they probably wouldn't have been any kind of romance mm-hmm. there. So she can be accepted in a way that Martha isn't. She's not coming on to the doctor. There's no hopes of any kind of sexual thing happening there. And I think that is a part of why people like her better. I never even thought about that piece of the idea that um there's a competitiveness there mm. that the, that, you know, thinking about the the companion being a white woman mm-hmm. white women or white men or whatever can can put themselves easily into that role yeah and so they go well if the doctor will go for someone like me that means you know that that's good that right. that yeah. means that i could be a companion i could be an yes. interest for the doctor and when the doctor when the companion is a black woman yeah. who's really like awesome at life right <laughs> they suddenly go well i can't be and how dare you say that a black woman is better than me basically mm. yeah and, and, and how because if they saw themselves in rows mm-hmm. right a kind of working class kid who doesn't have a whole lot going on and you identify with that character and mm. then you have the black woman who comes in who does have a whole lot going on and she has a bit of money and life seems to be going great for her you know you are affronted. Like you're irritated with that. Like how dare she be the follow up <laughs> to Rose and, you know, and think that she's worthy of the doctor. And I think to myself, this sparkling wit, this, 
badass this gorgeous woman <laughs> isn't worthy of the doctor but rose tyler was right. <laughs> a 19 year old chick who didn't have anything going on <laughs> like she was totally fine yeah. yeah well it's like you know we always want to check in on our, on our exits to exes to make yeah. sure they're not doing better yeah yeah and that's the whole and martha thing. jones was an upgrade <laughs> How dare she? How dare yeah. she? Oh, like he's man. doing better with his next girlfriend. <laughs> like what? What's that about? And so, yeah, I think there was some joy in the fact that the doctor was not feeling her in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? right. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm judging you, people. I'm yeah. judging you. Oh, you've been judged. <laughs> you've been judged. All right, let's move on now. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go, we're going to sort of take our segments out of order okay. this week. Just, yeah. just for fun. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on to our segment about family entitled, uh, Are, Are You, you My, my Mummy? All right. So Martha has a family. Martha yeah. has a family that's featured heavily. Yes. In, yeah. And, <laughs> in and at show. least a few of her episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so Martha has an entire family, mom, dad, and siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, mom and dad are divorced. Uh, her dad has moved on to his new girlfriend who her mom does say in the first episode stole her, her husband from her. So it's clear that there has been overlap. So mm-hmm. her dad was having an affair mm-hmm. with this new woman um, before they divorced, which I assume is what led to the divorce. And then she has a sister, Tish, mm-hmm. um, and her brother, Leo, who has his own family. He has either a girlfriend or a wife. I'm not sure which one she is. And a baby mm-hmm. of his own in the first episode. Yes. And so within seconds of meeting Martha, we see her interact with literally every single one of her family members. Yes. Even the girlfriend. Even the side girlfriend. <laughs> Even the side chick. <laughs> yep. We see her interacting with them. And it's really interesting to me. She's such a fascinating character because um there's always, like, I kind of feel like every family has a hub. Yes. You know, every ha- family has one person that they call and that person, you know, either plays referee or sends out the, like, is the, the walking phone tree. Yeah, she carries you know? the messages. Yeah, everybody. she carries the messages. And it's really interesting to see that, Do- uh, that, why do I keep trying to say Donna? <laughs> Martha. I think they're similar types of names. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah, And and they're also similar types of characters. They are. There you go. Yes. Like, like we just spent a little while talking about. (laughs) Um, and so like to see her in that role, like Mm -hmm. she's already in the role of caretaker. Yes. She's already in the role of doctor for her family Mm -hmm. because she listens to their complaints and she fixes fixes things. Yep. Yeah. And I find that really fascinating because you don't see, like you see basically on a, on a microcosm Mm -hmm. what the doctor does for the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That she she does does. it in her own little small world. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's another one of those things that we see Martha as such a lovable character. So everybody in her family seems to love her to pieces, including the new girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like even she is like, love you, Martha. Kiss, 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 you know? And Martha rolls her eyes a little bit, but she doesn't seem to hate the Mm -hmm. girlfriend or whatever. She seems to be the one who kind of gets along with everybody. Mm -hmm. And she's the peacekeeper and she's trying to keep her family 
together. Right. Yeah. And so even the, the, the familial explosion that happens yes. after the first episode she's in, she's literally standing between her two siblings as they're arguing on yes. either side of her about, like, about what happened to Martha. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. really fascinating. And so you almost think that, um, you know, especially because we see at some point that she, like, once she's left with the doctor and she calls her mom, her mom has no idea where she is. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Martha's leaving on her own, right. living on her own. And so there's no, there's not much need for her to be around. Yeah. And so she's calling, she's asking what trivia questions at some point. Yeah. And her mother's like, where are you? <laughs> and so, um, with her, like, we all need breaks. Mm. And I think that one of the, the breaks that the, the doctor represents the doctor and the TARDIS and traveling with him represents a break to her. Yeah. Cause absolutely. you know, that's a lot of emotional baggage to take yes, on it is. like an entire family's worth of emotional baggage. And it's really interesting um, to see like a real nuclear family because mm-hmm. the last time we saw a black person on the show at all, they didn't Mickey. have a family. Yep. And so to suddenly see a gigantic family in which she is the center mm. is something really fascinating. You know, it just occurred to me, which mm. I never thought about before. And it just made like my, like make, gave me a little catch in my throat mm. was that, okay. So Mickey and Martha wind up married. Mickey gets a family. Yes. Like, because Martha has an entire family, right? And it's like, if he marries her, he marries into this mm-hmm. entire family. And that just kind of made me go like, oh, good yeah. for him. Like, yeah. you know, you have a mom figure and a dad figure. I'm hoping they loved Mickey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't think... I, I think they would have. Like, come on. He's another does. Martha. Like, by I the love end. him. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm hoping that he kind of gets absorbed into that family right. and loved. And that just made me like feel like, oh, yay, yeah. Mickey. Like, yeah, he got a great wife, but he also got a family. And her family comes with its own drama and, you know, ridiculousness. But they seem to be good, solid folks and they love each other. Right. You know, and that's an aspect I really personally connect to because yeah. for me, um, I don't have a lot of family here in the U.S. Like, yeah. and I'm, I'm an only child. So, um, I married into a pretty big family. Yeah. That's very loud and very funny <laughs> right. and, and very involved in each other's lives. Yeah. And so this is, you know, I kind of was the Mickey in yeah. this situation. It's just kind of amazing. So yeah, that's something that I really personally connect to. Yeah. Um, uh, I love her so much. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to make you love Martha. Come like on. if you didn't love Martha when you started this episode, by the end, you're gonna be loved. Right. <laughs> Whether you admit it or not. And if you want to confess to us, we're here. You can tell us that you love her. Now. Right. <laughs> so, you know, in the same, like, so seeing this nuclear family and seeing that it's almost kind of op- occupied that same role mm-hmm. um in the terms in terms of the timeline of the show as the Cosby show yeah. would have um occupied back when that premiered of a big yeah, black a, a nuclear big black family, family. Yeah. you know like that that's really great to have presented on the show yeah um it's not without its problems no <laughs> <laughs> there are some issues there right right and so um so we have within her family several Several people that are involved yeah. in there that are a yes. little odd. Yeah. So we have, um, the, uh, so we have the father's girlfriend. Yes. 
who is a blonde white woman. Yes. And what's her name? Rosalie or Anna, something? Annalise. 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 Think. Annalise. Which is the straight, I don't, I don't know. It sounds like a Scandinavian name to yeah, me. Annalise I don't know if it is. It's also the name of Viola Davis on how to get away with murder. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Annalise is her character's name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's such wildly different characters. Right. But, yeah. right. And so um, I'm I whenever I see this, I, you know, it really makes me wonder, uh, the dad must have some money. Yeah. And because he's driving what looks like a fancy car. Right. Yeah. right. And so um, this I wonder because, you know, I don't like I wonder how much this is a marker of her class. Yes. You know, so a marker of a middle class family that mom and dad are divorced mm-hmm. and dad has a girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. And, and Annalise is shown as being trashy mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like she's overly made up. Um, she's markedly younger than, um, Martha's dad. The way she talks, she's so affected. She's so fake. It's the nasally, oh, hi, baby. Like that kind of person. And so there are so many reasons why the family would dislike this woman, right? So first of all, their dad has been having an affair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So he was messing around with this woman while he was still married to their mother, which is enough to be a problem for the kids and the mom, right? She's white, which is a a separate issue. She's younger than him. And she looks like those quote unquote, not our type of people, right? Mm -hmm. So she looks like they're giving her the markers of being someone who doesn't have much in the way of social graces. She's probably doesn't have as much money as they do. She wasn't raised the same way. And so... Martha's dad is a come up for her. Mm-hmm. It's very, very clear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole lot of, you know, he's going to take me shopping and mm-hmm. things of that, of that nature. She's, she's a gold digger. She's a gold digger. She's yeah. a gold digger. And so there are so many reasons why she's troublesome. Um, and one of the things we were talking about before we started recording is the idea that black men to some degree use white women as status symbols, right? And so, or they're seen as a status symbol. So you, get your degree, you get a great job, you get some money, you have a career going on. And then, you know, as icing on the cake, you get yourself a white woman, Mm -hmm. right? Because these are the markers of having made it, right? You've gotten to a certain level. Uh, And and we quote Kanye, the prophet. (laughs) And when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. (laughs) And let the church say amen. And so... (laughs) So there's this issue that this black man has left his black family for this young white woman. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know because we're not given the entire backstory. All we're told is that her mom says she stole my husband from me. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're not given the entire backstory. We don't know how they met. We Mm -hmm. don't know who she is or anything like that. But all of the markers are. There's this trashy little gold digger who he has now left his family to make a new life. Right. Yeah. Right. And then when you actually see them interact, their relationship. Yeah. It's very parental, which is so parental. And it's so odd. Like there's, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of documentation. I'll say like, oh, it's always portrayed this way that men go for younger women. Mm -hmm out of their relationships in an 
in an attempt to feel young. Yes. And yeah. he's very much there. Mm-hmm. But it's not – it's so – like, you know, we see him in his sports car yeah, taking clear. her shopping. Like, he looks like he's having a midlife crisis, right, basically. Right, right. But on top of that, he's still treating her like, like a, a child. child. Yeah. And that's, ooh, it's creepy. It's creepy. It's so because creepy. Because she calls him, like, big boy, big boy or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. when when she storms off. He um, steps, he stomps. He's, I'm putting her. my foot down. Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And the way she stomps off is very petulant. It's a tantrum. Right. Like she has a tantrum and right. kind of screams and stomps off. Right. And yeah. clearly his kids are all grown. And yeah. his she kids looks all around the same lives. age as the kids. Right. Yeah. Right. And so what is it? What is it that we're meant to see from or meant to to think about this man yeah. whose kids are all pretty much taking care of themselves? Yeah. And he's infantilizing his girlfriend yeah 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 it's it's creepy um because martha's mother looks to be a successful woman on her own like she clearly has a career and all these kinds of things so she looks to be you know kind of a powerful whatever right (laughs) like she's she's not standing around waiting and she's not taking foolishness is, is how it looks you know and so he now needs to feel something he needs to feel powerful he needs to feel young and so he gets this girl that he can take care of uh-huh. that he can throw money her way <laughs> and she calls him big boy and you know she looks good hanging off of his arm <laughs> and things of that nature and so yeah there there are many issues at play there like what does that say about who he is what would that make Martha's mom feel about herself having been left for a younger and a white woman? How would the kids feel that you're willing to walk away from the family and from our mother for this woman? And now that we're talking about it, I'm almost, this is going to be a very unpopular thing I'm about to say, but I'm almost (laughs) seeing this as a, uh, a microcosm of (laughs) the doctor and Rose. Ooh. Because, you know, you have the, and of course, it's almost kind of in reverse, but mm-hmm. it's still fine. It's still fine. It still Follow works. me. It's fine. Follow me on this one. Um, so <laughs> we still see, like, so we have this very, um, on top of things, beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. And then we see the doctor pining yeah, for, for the, a blonde for white the, teenager. Yeah. <laughs> the trashy little white girl. <laughs> yeah, like, Rose wasn't trashy, <laughs> no. but she was, like, she was the little working class teenager basically (laughs) and you're right you're right it's in reverse but martha is the fully grown successful black woman and he wants you know dad (laughs) her husband the man who should have wanted her instead wants the little girl with not much going on but she looks good on his arm she does and she was a blonde too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah oh god It's just, it's gross all the way around. You guys. guys, Oh man. Dad left us for like a trashy little girl. So this is funny. This is, this actually makes me think of, okay. So like my, my life as a belly dancer, Mm. I've choreographed quite a few pieces for my students and, and for my dance troupe. And one of the things I found myself doing is for some reason, I always wanted us to move in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted us in a diagonal, and it showed up in every single piece of mine until I went, huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, writers and showrunners can have patterns. Too. Yeah. They it's absolutely just kind of can. A weird one. And that, that makes you wonder, like, how conscious or unconscious was that? That he, like, 
you know, there's a part of me that wants to be believe like maybe he's making a commentary on all. Yeah. This. But I think no, I no. think we're just digging into it <laughs> a little too much <laughs> as fans are want to do. Um, we're doing yeah, a deep reading. Yeah, that would be very interesting though if he had had been trying to make a commentary about that. But that is very much how it feels. It feels like you know where you should have been attracted is not where you were and mm-hmm. it's problematic on so many <laughs> levels. Um it doesn't have the same the same racial dynamic. Right. But it does have some. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> the the white doctor leaving his moving from his white girlfriend to this black pseudo girlfriend <laughs> that never works out. Oh, oh god. god. That was very that was very good reading on your part. <laughs> I may be reading too much into it. Reading. That's okay. As in watching. Right, right, right. So that that was me. That was me being a a witch, please. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I follow you. Like I totally, I totally see that. That was good. Good job, Eugenia. Thank you. Like Eugenia gets a star for today. Yay! (laughs) I will take my payment in chicken. Wings as currency. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's move on a little bit and talk about um, Gugu. Yes. Um, so Tish is played by Gugu. Uh, Mbatha? Mbatha Raw, mm-hmm. who's phenomenal actress. Yes. Like, She's been in Belle and, and um I forget the name things. of that other thing that Minnie Driver was in. Oh, right. When she played like a singer or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. All of them. No, I, it's not all, all of the, the lights. lights. Do, 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 That's do, not do, all do. of the lights. How Beyond many times? the lights, behind oh, maybe, the lights, maybe. something like that. How many times are we going to bring up Kanye today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye is everywhere. Um, it's like I, something with lights in it. I think it's Beyond the Lights or something like that. Yeah. But okay, so she is, her star has grown since Doctor Who as well. Um, and she plays Martha's little sister, mm-hmm. Tish. Right. Yeah. And so she, um, Okay, so one of the things that we spoke about is how, um, you know, we, so how a black family looks. Looks, yeah. Genetically. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) And this is one of the things we also were talking about kind of off air. Um, and I, I brought up the Cosby show (laughs) and I was talking about, you know, Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad and the actors who played their children. And all of those actors were pretty believable except Lisa Bonet, right? <laughs> because there's this visibly biracial woman playing the child of two visibly brown black people. So neither Felicia Rashad or Bill Cosby are particularly dark skinned, but they're quite brown, right? And you have this quite obviously biracial woman playing their child. Now, that is not to say that two brown skinned black people could not have a lighter child because it is possible and it has happened (laughs) even in my own family, right? So it's happened, but there's something to be said about casting just any old black person, right? So any person, any somewhat black person any biracial black person can can count as black right Mm -hmm. and so we see the two actors who play martha jones's parents and it's the same situation right so we have visibly darker skinned black people Mm -hmm. and then gugu 
as their child. Yeah. Now, Freema conceivably could be the child of these two people. Mm-hmm. Gugu doesn't look anything at all like she would be the child of these two people, yeah. but she's a black woman. She's a biracial woman. And so they're just kind of like, okay, she's black. That, that counts. Um, but that, that's a lot to be said about what's acceptably black, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to black women actors, right? And so you have to be attractive. And what we see as acceptably attractive is lighter with looser hair, mm-hmm. right? And so Gugu fits that standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Freema is not as light, but like you said, she had her relaxed hair the entire time, or at least it was straightened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was visibly straightened. And so it kind of just kind of stretches belief mm-hmm. for her to have been the child of these two people. Right. And we see this quite a bit in the Asian community as well. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, uh, so it's really funny. So um, they're casting a live action version of Mulan right now. Ah. And uh, Ming-Na Wen, who voiced her in the Disney mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. Um, recently came out and said, Mulan is some Mulan is a legend that's really, really important to a lot of Chinese people, mm-hmm. to like the entire country. She's yeah. one of I grew up with Mulan. My mom grew up with Mulan. And so um Ming Na Wen, who is Chinese, came yeah. out and said, Please cast a Chinese woman as Mulan. Yes. yes. So like we can tell. Even if you can't, yeah, we, we can, can tell. tell. <laughs> so like uh Jamie Chung played her in once, once upon yes, a time. Yes. And I like all of us sort of went because <laughs> she is visibly korean yeah she is like obviously korean obviously not Chinese. and so i was yeah, yeah that's something that really bothered a yeah, lot of people yeah. and so yeah you see it a lot in the asian community too yeah and like the, any asian will do right yeah. and that's so frustrating like that like people of color can be yeah. that yeah interchangeable Intersha- yeah yeah they just anybody will do but right. you know it, it's one of that they all look alike type mm-hmm. of thing, right? And so people, black people are going to roll their eyes and suck their teeth at mm-hmm. this. You know, they're going to look at her and say, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and like Gugu is the person who sticks out like a sore thumb right. in that family. Like right. she's the one who looks like she does not belong to that family unit. You know, Freema looks like she belongs. The actor who plays Leo, her younger brother, looks like he belongs. And yet Gugu is the thing that just kind of stands out like, no, Mm ma'am. No, it's no way in the world that these two people had this child. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't find one more brown chick in all of England. There wasn't one more brown actress. Yeah. (laughs) There's only two working at any 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 given given time. time. Yeah. So it had to have been both of them. And Gugu was always going to be one of them. Yeah, it it does it does seem that way though. It seems like and even in it, it's not just an English phenomenon. You know, it happens here too that we <laughs> have the black actresses, right? And they're the same ones who wind up in every single yep. thing even Zoe if they make Saldana. No sense. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Zoe Saldana is Nina Simone, and that's all we have to say about that. Like, are you serious? Okay, we're going to cuz that's going to be a whole tangent with me. And I'm not going to go down that road <laughs> other than to say that was some bullshit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> right. And we're, we're going to move along. Put, we're going to have to put a, a expletive warning <laughs> in this episode. We're hoping that could be beeped out. Yeah. Right. Maybe at the beginning we'll say, this has strong language. <laughs> you know, viewer, well, listener, listener discretion, discretion is advised. advised. <laughs> right. 
all right, right. I'll try to let that be the only time I cuss, but I can't promise you guys. All we right. tell you in the beginning, it's at least PG-13. Exactly. Okay, go. <laughs> all right. So moving on to our next segment, yeah. um, which is about stereotypes and ah. how the show is rife with them called yeah. Don't, Don't Blink. Blink. Since we're just moving on from speaking about, yeah. from talking about Martha's family, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up the optics of once we're on the master ship mm-hmm. and we see <laughs> this black family yeah. in servant They're clothes. servants. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, How that's, wonderful is that? Yeah. Like, and, and the man who has captured them is called the Master. master. Mm. Mm. <laughs> How wonderful to have the black women in maids uniform mm-hmm. handing out food mm-hmm. for the master. Mm-hmm. How lovely is that? Mm-hmm. You guys? And the father <laughs> is in what? A worker's jumpsuit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are, you know, the field hands and the house slaves mm-hmm. <laughs> of the master. Like, come on, you guys. Yeah. It, it can't, it can't look any worse. And John Sim is this blonde white dude. And his wife. And his wife. Is a blonde Lucy, white woman. You know, it's, it's, it's the worst, you guys. It's just an awful, it's an awful visual display. And I don't know that that was done on purpose to look the way it read to us. Um, but there's no greater way to signal the master's evil to me than the fact that he has to be called master and he's called it by these black people who are slaving away. From yeah. yeah. And it's funny because this is something that I wonder how many non-black people yeah. didn't pick Did up Did they on. catch that? Did yeah. they catch that at all? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they already knew he was evil, yeah. but this... Yeah. Is another step. It's another level of evil. Yes. Yeah. He's keeping these black people as his slaves. Yeah. And yeah. I really wonder how, how aware the writers were. Exactly. Like, I don't know that they did that on purpose. Right. Um, yes, he was evil and he was keeping them as servants, as slaves. And I'm thinking that they just thought, you know, this is what he does. He makes servants of people. And I don't think it occurred to them that he was making servants of black people, mm-hmm. that this white, man was making making slaves of black people mm-hmm. but yeah that if nothing else signaled his evil signaled it to me <laughs> yeah yeah if he didn't if they didn't mean that on purpose good lord yeah. like how did you look at how did you look at that and not see it yeah, yeah well i think a lot of it is uh you know who is represented in the writer's room yes exactly yeah yeah yeah, mm, yeah. shea moisture mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we can tell when you don't have black women <laughs> writing stuff anyway <laughs> all right and then we have leo who yeah. when we first meet the family mm-hmm. It is on the eve, not the day, the of day, his I think, of, 21st birthday yeah. party. Yes. And so the first time we see him, though, mm-hmm. we see him with a small child. Yes. He has a, either a girlfriend or a wife mm-hmm. and a small baby. So she looks like she might be a year old, maybe, mm-hmm. at the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even, you know, even though the messaging around their family mm-hmm. is very much, oh, they're middle class, they're middle class, mm-hmm. they have within their family... A teen father. Yes. Because this child is supposed to be two years old. Yes. So what is that? What so is at that 21, say? he had a kid at 19. Yeah. Yeah. And they seem to be out and living on their own. Yeah. It looks like they have their own place or whatever. But yeah. Why is it? What are we saying that the, the you know, the young black man already has had a kid by mm-hmm. the time he's 21? Um, 
Yeah, I guess if that's not really something, there's not really a dividing line between teen parents, between working class and middle class, I guess. I mean, I know people who are solidly middle class who have teen parents mm-hmm. in their family. But yeah, that's something that you think you think of as not happening so much. You Like, I assume, you assume, that because Martha has gone on from college and she has an advanced degree now because mm-hmm. she's gone to medical school and she's clearly making her first steps into the medical field. You have this idea that that's kind of the values of the family that, you know, folks are going for higher degrees and so forth and so on and having careers. And that doesn't seem to be what they're telegraphing about Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so with their parents broken relationship as mm-hmm. well, you really, you really wonder. Yeah. And, and when did that happen? When did it, yeah. yeah. I don't know when it happened. And so it's really, there, there's something here that makes me feel kind of uncomfortable with it being unexamined in the show. You yeah. know, like there, I, I don't know why they put that in. Yeah. Like it would have been no different except for, I guess, that he was on vacation when the rest of the family was yeah. arrested. Yeah. Taken like why, master, yeah. why did they need that? Like it yeah. didn't add why anything was he to a the parent? plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause we barely see him or the children. So right. why is that? Why did you have to pay? Yeah. That because way? we, that doesn't become a storyline. No. Is really, it's not like we see him him interacting with his his small family so Mm -mm. much you know when you see him it's always in relation to his siblings and his parents so outside of that kind of brief we see them in the background there isn't much interaction with the partner and the baby so why do they exist yeah yeah Yeah, it it makes you wonder right (laughs) it makes you wonder about what the writers think about black men right that um he pops up with a kid and he's He's the only one. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Questionable. Uh-huh. Questionable. We can't <laughs> really say that it's bad, but it's suspicious and questionable. Mm-hmm. All right. And then one more point within yeah. Don't Blink. Yeah. Um, the, so we see Martha mm-hmm. in a couple relationships. Yes. Through yeah. the show. Yeah. And um, they are often, or at least there's interest yes, in the yeah. show. And so she's interested in the doctor, as yes, we've already said. Yeah. Shakespeare is interested in her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. she, there's mutual interest bef- between her and the doctor, Tom, which I have yeah. to point out because Miranda is one of my favorite shows mm. of all time. Miranda Hart uh, is a comedian and actress in the UK, and she has a show called Miranda mm-hmm. in which he plays the guy who plays her eventual fiance mm. um, and, you know, love interest um, is Gary on Miranda. And so I saw him and went, Gary! <laughs> And now I feel like I have to watch Miranda because I want to see him. You do. All right. Yes. So, yeah. And then, um, so we know of those relationships yeah. and then she eventually, she eventually ends up marries Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me that the entire time until we see the end of her story, mm-hmm. that we assume that she's with white men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And every, in every instance we've seen her romantically involved or romantically interested, it has always been a white man up right. until Mickey. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a weird. It's weird. It's not that, not that people are not in interracial relationships because obviously. it happens all the time. I am in one. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time, but it's very interesting to me, at least, that the one that sticks, 
the one that she winds up in and it seems like a permanent relationship is the only other black person yeah. who had been on the show up until Yeah, then. and it's very strange to me still when I think back to it how like how much they glossed over like her broken engagement. Yeah. Cause she ends up engaged to that pediatrician or whatever mm-hmm. he was. She ends up engaged to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. And then the next time we see her, she's married. She's to with, Mickey. yeah. What, what happened? Like <laughs> what happened in between there? Not that I'm against it because mm-hmm. I love the idea mm-hmm. of them being married, but yeah, what happens that ends that relationship and then she and Mickey wind up in a relationship and like there's a whole there has to be a whole history of their relationship that happens off camera because by the time they're back on they're married and I assume they've been married for a little minute like it's not like they got married yesterday you know and so yeah it's like so what happened there and why is it that the one person that she wound up sticking with is the only other black person. Again, ain't nothing wrong with her being married to a black man. <laughs> it's just that that seems super duper convenient. Like she's been in relationships or she's had other people interested in her for, you know, four different white men or something. And then all of a sudden she winds up with the black dude. Like that seems real convenient that the only two black people in the Hooniverse wind up together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's real convenient. Mm-hmm. The only two black people to ever be on the TARDIS wind up together. <laughs> Whatever. It's very, it's super duper clean and convenient. Although, you know, I would marry Mickey too. Me too. So, hey. <laughs> but, uh, well, Maybe it's just because that particular black man is super awesome. But yeah, it, yeah. it's just, it's, it looks it's weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. Since we're already talking about Martha and her relationships now, because we've talked about the guys she's been interested in and her eventual husband, the hero, Mickey. Let's move into our next segment about sex and sexuality, sex and sexuality. (laughs) Good Lord, my mouth isn't working today. (laughs) And this segment is called Allons-y, Alonzo. So I think, you know, since we've discussed her relationships, I one of the things I would really like to discuss is sexual interest towards towards Martha, Martha. Okay. and out towards others yeah, and, from her. Yeah, interest from her to others. Right. Yeah. And so um we see this very visibly mm-hmm. um in its entirety actually. Yeah. Well, not entirety. In both ways. Um in the Shakespeare episode. Yeah. Because we see, you know, her try to cuddle up to the doctor mm-hmm. and him being like, nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. And then we see Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Woo, yeah like, he's digging coming her, on her Like, yeah. Mm. And so, you know, it's very odd to me that, um, that it would take, <laughs> I don't know why they gave that role to Shakespeare. It, it just, mm. it was a really odd thing because, you know, he fetishized her. Yes. Yeah. He calls he her. He calls her a, some, an something dark. Oh, yeah. It's something that's referring to the fact that she's black. And that's yeah. one of my favorite moments of hers where yeah, she just sort of like, looks around going, I can't believe what like, I'm hearing. Are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her face is clearly like, no, you did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it's very interesting because, you know, in speaking about these, um, you know, how many 
interracial relationships yeah. she would have had, uh, interest in those outside of her race and how easily those can be, those relationships can be, or not relationships, perspectives can be fetishized. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, she, so with him, it's a really, it's a really interesting mm. way to jump into Martha as a sexual being. Yes. Um, that <laughs> she's being fetishized. Yeah, by the great Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah, but right. You're right. It's not, this isn't somebody that she is in a modern day relationship with. This is Shakespeare. So, you know, from centuries ago, who fetishizes this black woman and makes it about her blackness Mm -hmm. when he talks about her right and so it's not that she's just that she's an attractive woman it's that she's an attractive black woman and he makes a thing out of that and she's put off by it understandably so um and so yes this is the first time that you see anybody being attracted to her um it's clear that she's attracted to the doctor and the doctor isn't unattracted to her because she's black of course that's not what we're being told Mm -hmm. it's that she's not rose Mm -hmm. right and he's still boundlessly in love with rose so we get that we get why he isn't attracted to her but then the first person who is makes it very clear i'm attracted to you because you're beautiful and you're a black woman. Like, I'm going to keep bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's actually not odd, which is so. I mean, yeah, it's not odd, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's icky. It's icky. Yeah. yeah it that's is. The, it's off putting. That's the word I mean. Yeah. It's off putting. Um, but you know, <laughs> being a black woman, I can tell you it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have heard yeah. the stories. <laughs> I, yeah. So yeah, you know, being fetishized is not an uncommon thing for us but it's a gross thing you know Mm -hmm. it's one of and it's one of those things you find yourself asking a lot right when you get interest from anybody who isn't black it's a thought in your mind immediately Mm -hmm. like are they interested in me because i'm an interesting woman Mm -hmm. or are they interested in me because I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, it's kind of the first thing that enters your mind. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not being fetishized, your first question is, is this what's happening mm-hmm. here? And that, that's one of the unfortunate side effects of living in a world that's full of anti-blackness, that's full of racism, is that you question everybody. Right. Right. Automatically. Right. And then we also have some other examples and one of them I had actually forgotten about mm. until just now. Yeah. Where um so she meets two other men in mm-hmm. two different episodes that show interest towards her. And it's the first one that we see is in that episode forty two. Mm-hmm. Um where all these people stranded on a scooping station. I don't remember what what the whole yeah. point of them being there. But mining, mining, because scooping, scooping, mining, They're scooping things. It's a yeah. formal way. That's the formal term. <laughs> it's scooping. I'm professionally a scooper. <laughs> I scoop things for a living. Um, so you know, we're talking about. Uh, a man that's there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's about her age that is stranded and has seen no other women his age mm. for a very long time. So immediately he's like, like hey, hey, 
Right. And then we see during, you know, wartime, mm. <laughs> her meet this doctor that she ends yes. up getting engaged to. And again, you know, she's the one among them that has been, well, of course, I even, you can tell immediately that he kind of has a crush on her even mm-hmm. before he meets. Well, once he sees her and sees that she's an attractive woman yeah. and is more than just, you know, a myth. Yeah. Is like, yeah. Hmm? Um, so, but you're seeing again, someone who's kind of stranded yeah. and sees, Oh, a woman a that's woman. been able to wash and yeah. brush her hair. Yeah. And goes, oh, yeah. Hey, What's let's up? be together. And that's kind of a weird look. Yeah, too. it is like, again, like everything seems to be under duress. And I mean, of course that makes sense because we're talking about doctor who and everything yeah. is always drama and crisis. And the world is on the verge of being destroyed in every episode. So, okay. We, <laughs> we understand, but yeah, it, People don't seem to choose Martha because she's Martha. You know, she's chosen because she's a beautiful black woman. And she's chosen because you're the only viable option here, you know. And she's chosen because she's some grand myth that has walked into existence. So it's never, folks don't like her just because she's her. You know, she fills titles. Like she's she's some type you know, for these people. And yeah, it's, it's gross. It, it's, it's clear in each case that these people don't really know her, right? They just know what she represents to them. Right. And, and that's never a good thing. Like yeah. you don't want to be with people who don't know you and think of you as something grand. Like you don't want to be on a pedestal and you also don't want to be just somebody's little darkling Shakespeare. <laughs> Uh, Poor Martha. <laughs> but she ends up winning out in the end. She does. With Mickey. She winds up with Mickey. And they get to be awesome together. Yeah, and that, that's I, not a loss at yes, all. I definitely have headcanon about what their life is like yeah. after, like after the show. Uh, so do I. Yeah. And here's the thing that makes me, that just really makes me happy about the Mickey and Martha pairing. Aside from the fact that they're the two black folks who wound (laughs) up together, what really pleases me is that Mickey had Rose Mm -hmm. and he marries Martha. Yes. That pleases me deeply (laughs) because the doctor can't see Martha because he can't see past Rose. Mm -hmm. Mickey has seen Rose Mm -hmm. and is like, yeah, no, I think I'll go with Martha. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, Rose had her doctor and Mickey has his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me very, very happy. And Mickey actually gets to live life with his doctor. Rose gets her, what's that? 10 2? Yeah. What 10 2. Who is something less than the doctor. Doctor neuter. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like a neutered version of the doctor. <laughs> and so that pleases me greatly because I feel like Martha is constantly pushed aside for by the doctor because she's not Rose. Mm-hmm. And Mickey, who had Rose, knows how much better she is. Yes. And that pleases me greatly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that is probably the best way to wrap up an episode <laughs> about 
our dear Martha. Martha. Martha, my dear. Martha, my dear. We love her. We do. And if you didn't love her at the beginning of this episode, we're darn sure you love her now because we have given you so many reasons to do so, Mm -hmm. right? So thank you for once again coming back to listen to Woke Doctor Who. We loved having you here. Reach out to us. You can find us on social media everywhere, and we want to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to us. I'm Toya. And I'm Eugenia. And this has been Woke Doctor Who. And we don't want to go. We don't want to go. But we We have have to. to. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.